It'll be a busy week for the snowplows, for sure. It's a busy week at London City Hall. City politicians are going to be meeting almost every day uh, this week. They will be discussing the strategic plan today. They will hold a regular city council meeting tomorrow. And then budget talks will be taking place Thursday and Friday. The budget itself will not be finalized for a few more weeks, but... Uh, They are getting into the nitty-gritty now. This is also the last year of the previous council's multi-year budget. Uh, London Mayor Josh Morgan joins us now for his uh, weekly interview. Uh, Thanks for your time today. Good morning, Gavin. City Council began working on the strategic plan uh, for the next four years earlier this month. You'll meet again later today to discuss it further. What comes next in that process? Yeah, so um, we've uh, we've given some feedback to staff on the mission, vision, values portion of the strategic plan, which is really the the, the top level general setting of the strategic plan. Now we will dig into the strategic areas of focus and expected outcomes of those. Uh, so the areas that we'll focus on in the strategic plan, the broad headings of the different pillars within the strategic plan, and uh, the expected outcomes that that they would produce or that we're looking for. Um, so that is the work today. Um, it's uh, It'll be a, a full group discussion, so the full council will be working through these. Uh, we had six areas of strategic focus in our last plan. Um, staff have drafted six, although they are slightly different uh, this time around. Uh, but council can change those uh, however they like, and uh, it's really up to us to set uh, the direction that we would like to set for this strategic plan. Is there a timeline for when it will be finalized? Yeah, we'll finalize the strategic plan um, within about uh, a month or so. Um, it'll be done because uh, the strategic plan has to be completed before we begin work on this council's multi-year, four-year budget. Uh, everything in the strategic plan needs to flow into the budget. So if it's not in the strategic plan, it is unlikely to get funded in the multi-year budget. If you think about it, the strategic plan is really our, our broad-based direction for the city um, and the the targeted specific areas we want to focus on. Uh, the budget is how we basically fund, prioritize, and pace uh, those strategic priorities. So not everything can always be done at once. Not everything can be done in a four-year time span. But how we pace um, that work is really a function of the budget discussion, which comes after the strategic plan is done. Speaking of the budget, that is on the agenda for uh, the end of the week, Thursday and Friday. One of the big budget pressures uh, in recent years, and again uh, this year, has been paramedic costs. Uh, what sort of pressure has it put on the budget for this year? Yeah, there's been a dramatic increase in uh, the uh, the cost of the service because uh, essentially the use of the service has gone up uh, dramatically. Um, there have been more calls uh, within the city and, and the region that uh, the land ambulance serves. Uh, there's also been a, a concerning increase in offload delays. So the amount of time that ambulances spend uh, waiting to hand off a patient uh, at the emergency rooms in the city. Um, uh, this is concerning because it means uh, uh, we're taking up useful, um, you know, valuable service hours uh, that could be used helping others, uh, and patients are not getting through and handed off to the the care that they need uh, when they need it. So, th- so this is a uh, this is all putting upward pressure and upward costs on the system that that essentially council is one of its funder doesn't really have much of a choice. This is not something we get to debate and decide how much to spend. Uh, the county is the service provider. We are a funder, and uh, we basically get a bill. And uh, although we can debate it, we have to pay it. Um, so, 
So what's really important is us and the county working together to try to take costs out of the system, to engage with the province, uh, to help ask them to essentially uh, continue to contribute a share to the service, but also ask them for changes to the service so that we can bring costs down and, and uh, reduce the offload delays, provide alternatives for, for paramedics and paramedicine uh, to work, um, and, uh, and, and that can bring costs down. So we, we started those discussions uh, with the province, uh, myself and the warden, uh, have been engaged with those, and you know I think that there's some promising signs on the horizon there. That was going to be my next question. The premier was here uh, last week. How receptive does the province seem to be? I guess to a maybe you know financial aspects, but also uh, kind of changing this so that we can uh, improve this process for the future. Uh, I think they're very open to the innovation in the system that we're asking for. So uh, the types of things that we're, we're talking about is when you have community paramedics, uh, having an ambulance be able to hand someone off to community paramedic uh, rather than go to the hospital every time. Uh, alternative drop-offs, so if it is a mental health uh, situation, um, you can drop off at a facility that would be uh, relevant to, to that, a community partner organization perhaps. And then, of course, something else we'd like to do is, is treat and release. Sometimes people call... Uh, an ambulance, uh, the paramedics stabilize the person. There's no need for them to go to the hospital, but under the current uh, rules and regulations, they're still obligated to transport that person. So, uh, to, you know, treat and release would be something else that would be very helpful to uh, to take some pressure off the, off the system, and, and particularly at the emergency rooms. And then, of course, significant investments in the healthcare system uh, would also help um, bolstering emergency room capacity, um, putting uh, additional capacity in there to receive patients from land ambulance, would all be very helpful, and I think the province is open to to each and every one of those discussions. Another item on the budget is cybersecurity. This jumped off the page a couple of weeks ago when I was looking at uh, some of the items uh, for the budget. City staff wants to spend uh, $1 million uh, on this. Uh, we've had some uh, other you know, uh, municipalities in this region who have been the, uh, the victim of uh, some cyber attacks in recent years. Uh, for me, it almost is a question, is $1 million enough for a city the size of London? Well, you're right. There, this is a, a, an area that um, is very um, concerning to, to, to Londoners um, and would be concerning to Londoners should there be a privacy breach or a cyber attack that exposed their personal information, which is why staying ahead of that with investments uh, is important. Uh, we have yet to have any sort of serious breach at the city. I know that there has been uh, for other organizations, other municipalities, uh, in the province. And so these investments are going to keep us ahead of the curve. Um, I, I think it comes as no surprise that, you know, cities around the world are, including ours, are seeing increased attacks. Um, the volume, the diversity, the complexity of cyber attacks, you know, they're all growing. And so, you know, to protect people's information, um, of which we have, uh, you know, a lot of personal information, obviously, at the city, um, you know, we need to make sure that that's secure and protected. And so these are investments that, that staff are suggesting that will allow us to continue to, to stay ahead of that curve. Time flies. We will uh, follow with interest. Uh, Mayor Morgan, I appreciate the time today. Thank you very much. Sounds good. I think we'll have lots to talk about next week. It'll be a busy week. So. I'd say so. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Thanks, Devin. That's uh, London Mayor uh, Josh Morgan.